I'd have to paint one on or glue one on. Your beard is as as full and as white as the snow outside. Bless your heart. I did get accused of dyeing the hair on the top of my head. Which what is hair? No, that that one's fair. What hair? Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> we we actually met each other when we both had hair, and it wasn't all gray either. Yeah, good point. It's <laughs> been a long time. You know what? I told somebody years ago, I don't care if it comes in blue as long as it keeps coming in, right? You got it. You got it. <laughs> hey, next weekend is Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. So I think we should focus on uh, helping our listeners, of course. The phone lines will be open throughout the entire show today. And uh, maybe on gift ideas for people that have not taken care of the people that are truly important in their lives. Dad. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I just, uh, uh, my one of my nephews, they became pregnant for the first time in the last month. Hold on. Say that again. They they got pregnant here in Who, the last one of your three nephews. Months. Yeah, well, his he and his wife. Hey, okay, that's not how you said it. Okay, I'm trying to be PC here. <laughs> but I I left him a voicemail the other day, and I said the the neatest word in the English language is dad. Oh yeah, that's true. Dad, that's Boy, true. Don't you love hearing that? I do. I do love hearing that. Yep, I've loved it since day one. Yep. It's our most important job that we have. We take it very, very seriously. Hey, we're going to be, we have, we have no guest schedule today. I know. Well, so, we do. Our listeners. Our li- yes. Yes. That's what I was just about to say. Give me a second. <laughs> so we are going to be taking phone calls all morning about any and all of your housing needs. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. Chuck. Saturday, which is Saturday, Christmas Eve, right? Yes. yes. That's that's when the bottom is supposed to drop out for Michigan this year. Um, I think we've had a great Dece- I think we've had a great December this year, but that's when we're supposed to get really cold starting next Saturday. And uh, people, hey, if you if you haven't put that um, uh, that seal around your door or the what the caulking that we always talk talk about, Chuck, what's that caulking that we always talk about? Dap. Seal and peel. Yes, seal and peel, which is a caulk that you can put on today. You can fill whatever you need to fill to make something airtight. And then in the springtime, peel it right off. Um, The plastic around your windows, the 3M plastic around your windows, is a good time to do that this weekend because the uh, thermometer is about to take a dip, a big dip for the first time this year. And uh, also, Chuck, what is the 21st again? we got to remember that's like a holiday to us, the 21st of December. Yeah, the winter solstice, uh, shortest day of the year, which means that every day after that we'll be gaining about 60 to 70 seconds of daylight yes sir yes yeah. sir. i was i was really noticing how far off to the west that sun is coming up east yeah. i'm sorry east that sun is coming up i'm sorry how far to the east that sun is coming out compared to where it usually does um it's going to start coming back isn't it actually it moves to the south yeah okay all right well to me southeast here's the thing we have a cabin down in ohio and it, if it was my cabin and it's not on my cabin or I would cut a certain amount of trees down because the sun comes up so pretty, so pretty every morning. And there's trees that block it. And now it's not. It's far more over to me to the east, but I haven't broken out my compass. Yeah, yeah. I'll trust you. It moves across the uh, uh, sky uh, in the east. But uh, right now it's it's coming up way south on a very short arc, which gives us our very short days, of course. But it does give us that southern exposure if uh, 
when we used to build, you know, solar homes or passive solar features into homes. Yeah, I got a little uh, little sketch of it here, which I'm going to wait to put out on the winter solstice because that's a day on the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page that we like to celebrate that day, don't we? Yeah, and I'll finish my sentence now. When we I used apologize. to build those passive solar features into homes, we used to count on that uh, direct sun because the sun is at such a low arc in the southern sky right now for a short period of time that you try to get all the uh, solar heat gain you could in your southern exposure. Whereas on the 21st of June, it'll be directly overhead. It won't be shining in those southern windows. It'll be shining right down on your roof. And we'll be and, talking about that in June, of course. 9 o'clock at night, it'll be 78 degrees, sunny as can be, compared to freezing and black this time of year. <laughs> hey, we had um, Sheriff Michael Bouchard on yesterday, and he talked about different ways to keep yourself safe. And we talked about lighting, of course, but one of the things that we didn't talk about was garages, where we have a lot of garages have that door in the back or the back corner, and it's got glass in it. It's got a window in it. And if you can put um, lighting above that door that's motion detector lighting, uh, you might just preserve and protect a, a weak spot in your home for thieves, people to break in. Are you talking about the service door in the garage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and you got to have one. It's always crazy when you see a garage that doesn't have a service door. You know that can only be accessed through the overhead door. You know, a house by me was just built that way without a service door, and I just don't understand it. I mean, they're not hard to put in at all. They're really easy to put in at all. I would hate to have a garage or a two car garage at least without a second access door. Yep, I, I can't can't conceive doing that. But it is a security breach. You know, so you're lighting back there. You're absolutely right. It is motion lighting. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, something we do to those two, forgive me, is uh, put slide bolts on the inside of that door, top and bottom. Some good heavy slide bolts. If you're going to be gone for a period or even at night when you're locking up the house, you just engage those bolts and it'd be a lot harder for somebody to kick that door in. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Hey, we're going to go to break in just a second. When we get back, we'll talk to Brock from Ann Arbor, who has a question about insulation in his act. I apologize. We just got to that. Yeah. And we'll be taking your phone calls all day long at 888-654-48. Excuse me, Lex, two hours, 4897. <laughs> hey, here's a great gift for mom and dad. If if you're all the kids are getting together and they don't know what to buy, they should call a company and, and have them install brand new windows with a lifetime guarantee in mom and dad's house. Yes, and there's no guarantee then if so, somehow a window breaks, anything happens to this windows for its lifetime, Window World will come out and replace it for free. That's why we love Window World. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us today. I want to remind you that today is all about you and making sure that you are protected in the next few weeks and that you have good gift ideas for mom and dad, uh, 888-654-4897. You know, Chuck, we always say this time of year, we don't have a lot of snow yet, but right now we have just enough snow that if homeowners pay attention, that snow can tell them a lot about their roof, their attic, if they need insulation, if they need ventilation. Yeah. And right now on the line at 888-654-GUYS, we have Brock from Ann Arbor who wants some advice on adding some insulation into his attic. Good morning, Brock. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, 
so I woke up this morning and it's 25 degrees. And so I started thinking about heat. <laughs> and um, so I bought a, a spec home probably 20 years ago, probably around 2000. And I've never really done any updates in, regarding insulation or anything. So I know I've got the blow in kind. If I, you know, go up and poke my head up through the hole there, the attic, the access hole, I've got the blow in insulation. I'm just wondering, is it worth is it worth me trying to add more insulation there? Um, how do I determine whether I've got enough and that kind of thing? Well, you can simply call someone out. Uh, someone like an Ace Insulation would come out and take a look at what you have. What you, what you want at least is an R49. Um, Chuck, when did that code come into effect? Do you remember? It had to be somewhere in the early 2000s. I actually, they beefed that up uh, just in the last three to five years. That they That number keeps going up. Because, <laughs> well, you know. Well, you yeah, but I, people hit that number. They want to hit that number, and then they beef it up again. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I'm a big believer that, boy, that's the that's the top of it. You know, you you really, you get 49, and they ever tell you to put it to 50, I'm going to go, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if it's properly done, he said he had, Brock, you've got blown in insulation. It could be a blown shredded fiberglass, or it could be a blown shredded cellulose. Ken and I prefer the yeah, cellulose. Like the, Go ahead. Yeah, it looks like the cellulose. It, it looks like the cellulose kind. And I'm just, you know, Good. I'm for the DIY guys out there. Is there a way to determine, you know, if I have six inches of that, that's enough, or you know, nope. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're going to want. Um, what happens is that stuff will settle and compact a little bit over time, which actually makes it more effective as an air barrier as well. Um, you're, you're going to want in the area of a, of an R40 and you can easily determine what that is. You can go online or, you know, if you, if you get up there and measure the depth of it, you have six inches. I'll tell you right now, that's not enough. You're going to want eight to 12 inches of it. If that okay. helps. Okay. And is it, go yeah, ahead. so then if I, if I, if I, if I don't have enough, if I, I feel like I don't have enough, is it? Is it best just to buy those rolls of the old-fashioned, you know, the pink stuff, or is it better to do the cellulose? My opinion is to put more cellulose up there. It's a, uh, it's, yeah. it's actually easier to do once you're set up to do it. It's a two-person job at least. You're going to have to have somebody feeding the hopper down below, you know, with cellulose and breaking up the bags in the hopper. But uh, if you try to stretch those rolls of bat over the top of the attic, it can be t really tough to do to get around uh, truss supports, rafter supports, diagonal beams up there. Whereas with that hose, you can you can be 10, 12 feet away from a spot and, and be shooting, if you will, the cell cellulose into those areas. And you can completely envelope anywhere where there's a penetration from a vertical support, a diagonal support from the rafters or something like that, where it's tough to do with the rolled bats. Brock, did, Brock, did you notice if you have any existing baffles up there now? Baffle? What do you mean What's by a baffle? Well, that's why I asked. <laughs> that's why I asked. You're definitely going to look that up because one of the biggest mistakes DIYers do when they do their own insulation is they, they shoot too much to the edge of the roof and they cover up that vent. You want to make sure that that vent stays yeah, very yeah. clear. So that's very important. So right, you put the right. baffle, you put the baffles in there. That will basically make it so you can't, you know, if you do it right, you won't be able to fill that area up with uh, insulation. Yeah, yeah. You mean so air flows through the soffits? Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. They should look like styrofoam, maybe shoots, and they're 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 yeah. fastened up against the underside of the roof deck. Yep. And they extend down into the overhangs. And you know, if you how, if you're how, a D, how, if you're a DIYer, you can yeah. go anywhere and buy one of those hoppers, like Chuck said. Now, just make sure you buy all the, you know, when you do that, a lot of that stuff gets in the air. So wherever that hopper's at, make sure you uh, uh, plastic around it. Get the ventilator out. Make sure you wear proper equipment as you're doing that. Yeah, put the Safety masks equipment. on up in yeah. that attic because that's a dirty, nasty job. It is. But once it settles, it's a great yeah. product. Yeah. Okay. All right. How? Hey, most places, Brock. If you buy, yeah. if you buy enough uh, cellulose bag cellulose from them, they will let you yeah. use their uh, installation equipment to hopper and the hoses, you know, for a four-hour window on any given day or something like that. Good point. Or you can rent them pretty cheap from the uh, people you buy the cellulose from. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, how how? often should you space those baffles like if, is it every other truss every four trusses every what or every truss? i'm a big believer you can't overdo More it more the so, better yeah they're cheap they go up easy once you once you realize how to install them with a hammer stapler um i'd put them on every truss space there's no reason not to and you don't want to risk like ken said blowing cellulose into the soffit into the overhang Right. So if you do that in every space, okay. you you won't have any in your soffits. All right. Gotcha. All right, guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Brock. Good luck on that. Now, Chuck, I think you and I both agree insulation is one of the best things a homeowner can do for their home. It will start paying them back the minute they put it into their house, no matter where they put it, as long as they put it in correctly, obviously. Exactly. And it'll pay back forever. It'll add value to that home forever. Yep. So properly done, it's a great investment. Agreed. Agreed. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. We're talking some gifts. Uh, next week is Christmas. And oh, if you haven't got your parents any gifts yet, Chuck, we talk about Christian gutters um, and, and the phenomenal gutters they put in because we think every house out there you know needs a six inch gutters but they also have a beautiful light system and the light systems is really the exterior lighting systems is really a i'll use your words a snotty upgrade for anybody in the front of their house because the proper lighting takes a house and just makes it pop doesn't it it does it really does but you got to have a company that does this stuff on a regular basis and and knows two things one what product can be installed and will remain there. You know, it's not going to die in a year because right. there's a lot of cheap stuff out there. And properly lighting such that when you're using it as accent lighting, it makes the right pieces of your house pop. You know, that it doesn't end up making your house look like a carnival sideshow. You're right. If you go to the inside outside, guys, you click on gutters, you'll see Christian's gutters there. Go to their website and take a look at the beautiful gutters they put in and the beautiful lighting they put in these people's houses just underneath the gutter. Absolutely amazing work. So, well, you know, something we didn't mention about that is they install programmable lighting. Right. Uh, it's all LED programmable such that you can change the color and the shades during yeah. the year. So, so most of the year it's going to be an accent lighting, but then during yeah. Halloween it's orange. You know, during uh, Christmas it's red and green. During uh, 
Uh, Easter, you have a pretty pastel. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day green, right? There you go. <laughs> I think Fourth of July, have... maybe you do just a random uh, burst of various colors or something, but uh, it's really cool. And snotty is the word. It's it's a it's a you do it. I guarantee you, you're going to see other people in your neighborhood doing it. I agree. I agree. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. You know, um, it's a little pricier gift, but mom and dad probably live in an ugly house. They've been there for 30 years. They don't even know it got ugly. And we have a company that can cure that house uglies. And you can buy mom and dad maybe new siding. If you really love them, new siding and new roofing. Maybe new windows, new siding and new roofing. And, of course, the company you you and I are talking about when we say that is Pro Home Improvement. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you the phone lines are open at 888-654-GUYS. 654-GUYS. That's 4897. Yeah, Christmas is next weekend, then New Year's weekend after that. And then, Chuck, you and I, yeah, right around the end of January. We start getting busy again, don't we, buddy? Start going back to work. (laughs) (laughs) And that's traditionally how it is in the construction trades. A lot of people, a lot of trades right now, they're going to be off for the next two or three weeks. You know, the, the, the furnace people, the plumbing people, they'll still be there if you need them. But a lot of the home builders, a lot of the, the brick guys, the service people, they're taking some time off right now because they have worked really hard the last couple of years. So we don't blame them a bit. You know, the good companies realize that they can burn their people out if they're not careful. Oh, you're right. Um, and if you're hiring and, and trying to provide careers for people, not just jobs for a couple of years, then you've got to make sure that those people not only make a great living, which our team partners do that, but you've got to respect the fact that they've got families and home lives. Amen. Amen. You know, and you and I, when the father leaves for the day, that's not the important thing he does. The most important thing the father does is when he walks in at the end of the day, uh, you know, of his work day, when he walks in the house. I've always thought, at least I've tried to thought through my career, that's when I come home when I get to be a dad. So you don't come home in a bad mood. You don't come home and plop your feet in front of the TV. You come home and you spend time with your family. That's what we're supposed to do as fathers, take care of them uh, physically and emotionally. I think it's very important as yeah. fathers we do that. So a lot of people are going to say, well, can I even start a house this time of year? Or can I have a roof put on this time of year? And our answer is yes to both of those. Uh, Good companies know how to do that and how to do it properly. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but we've both seen, um, you know, guys who start something right now and they get it framed in and then it sits and it sits out in the weather. And then eventually when someone buys that house, they don't realize what they're buying at that point. So right now, if it was your house, but if you were building a house, would you start it right now? I would. Yeah. But what would you do different than a lot of people do? Well, the dry air, the dry cold air is actually uh, not a negative so much. I mean, I'd rather do it now than do it when it's raining. Or snowing. Six well, days a week. Even the snow, though, is dry. You can you can keep that out of the wood, you know. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that so much as I do, you know, the, the, the wet rain. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I've seen, I had ones recently where they actually started at right time, this time of year now. I've got a couple going up in my sub right now where they're just doing, right now, the, the basements are in, 
But I got to tell you, if, if, if that's my basement, if they're going to start framing it, I want to know it's going to get framed quick. I want to know the sheeting is going to get on that roof quick because that's what I hate seeing out there in the construction world, Chuck, is something wide open this time of year and the snow yeah. gets in there and the guys just, it just melts. I, I hate seeing it. I want a roof on that that structure as quick as possible. We call it getting it under the weather. If you can get it right. under the weather, get it framed. And, and most houses can be framed in a week-ish by a crew With that the knows what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you get, you know, a tar paper felt on that roof to, to make sure it's shed in water. Um, and literally, we used to make sure air was blowing through the frame then, you know, through the openings where the windows are going to go, that kind of thing, to take all the moisture out of the wood, dry out the frame, let the frame settle in, if you will. And and that's fine. That That's not an issue at all when that's properly done. Now, what about when it comes to pouring concrete? What, what about when it's time in, in January, February, and it's time for the uh, garage floor to go in and the driveway to go in? Yeah, it's funny. I hope I hope people visited the Detroit News Home Style section uh, on Friday of this week because our article was on cold weather placements for concrete and precautions that needed to be taken. One of the things that, that's a misnomer or myth, you know, they they can add sodium chloride to the concrete. Okay, you can do that, and there are rules and guidelines for that. It's two percent by volume total maximum, maximum, not minimum. But if you do that and you have steel in the concrete, that salt is in the concrete and it will degrade and, and literally make the steel disappear. It'll, yeah. It'll degrade the steel. So if you're, you're pouring concrete with steel in it, you do not want to speed up the cure, what we call the hydration, by using sodium chloride. And if you're pouring concrete, it should have steel in it, period. I, especially residential. A steel is maybe 2% of the cost of your job, yeah. maybe. So there's no reason, and it puts so much more strength into it. Now, if you're building the house and you say, okay, the house, the structure's up, um, the basement floor is there, the garage floor need to be poured in this January. Yeah, many builders, they will tarp off that uh, garage. They will put heaters in there. In the basement, they'll put heaters in there. And you can pour concrete year-round. It's very important that that doesn't get cold. Most, most important is you don't pour concrete on frozen ground. Yeah, you don't pour it on frozen ground, which we talk about in the article. You don't pour it into surface water, which oh, happens a lot with a people lot. that don't know what they're doing. Um, and then you protect it from freezing for a minimum of 72 hours. And if you do that, then actually a cold cure is better you'll get stronger concrete over time in the cooler weather and the wet weather yeah as long as you protect it from freezing for that for those first 72 hours those first three days and, and it's funny you say stronger because people wouldn't imagine that there, there's a fine line there you got to be careful when you're pouring yes. this time of year yeah. but people always, always ask me what's the best time of year to pour concrete and i would say fall Fall is definitely the best time of year to pour concrete because yep. you, got the, you have the cooler nights and yep. you're going into the winter. And the longer concrete takes to cure, the better it's cured. Now, you can, of course, we pour it in July when it's 90 degrees out. But there are other precautions we do kind of opposite of what we're talking. In the summertime, we have a, a chemical that actually slows down the cure in concrete that goes in there, a retardant that's put into the concrete. So yep. they have made it that you can pretty much pour a concrete 
in almost any weather unless the ground is frozen. But in the past, people have put what's called blankets down. So they know they're going to pour a big job. So before the weather hits, they will literally put um, insulated blankets down over top of that earth. So when it's time to pour, they'll pull those up. Ground's not frozen. They'll pour and then put them right back on top of the concrete when they're done pouring. Um, residentially right now, you know, I would not pour a driveway or a patio at least until probably April. You know, depending on the weather right now, if, if I'm a contractor or a homeowner, now's not the time to pour residential concrete. <laughs> we just got done saying it is under the right conditions but well you, you yes but but if you have a choice if you have a, if you're a builder and we're doing we're talking about you got to get a house done and you do under the right conditions yes but if i'm a homeowner there's no reason to pour one right now have removed my driveway i'll wait till the springtime you mean have sense to replace repair to re replace to, or to replace right gotcha. if i'm a builder that's different i have the right guys i know what i'm doing if i'm a homeowner i'm just gonna wait till springtime gotcha. if i live there you agree I would uh, I would say it depends. I mean, if I wouldn't tear one up right now, right? Uh, if we're if we're talking about re replacement, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Wait till spring, and, and actually maybe wait till early summer because then again, spring, the rain can cause as much problem uh, as as the snow or ice can, or even worse, actually. Sure, sure. Well. Uh Anyone has any more questions about this? Make sure you check out the article in the Detroit News Homestyle section, placing cold weather concrete. You can also find it at the InsideOutsideGuys.com at the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page. Speaking of our Facebook page, it is growing, and it's growing fast. We have a ton of people come on every day. Check it out, people. You will enjoy it. It's a fun. It's a fun page. It's a fun page. We enjoy it. It truly is. <laughs> it is. I've got a couple of my sisters that regularly, I mean, they're looking at that every day and they're commenting on it. Uh, it's just, it is fun and it's educational and there's, there's good stuff in there. Uh, we try, you know, uh, you and I, you and I, when we started this, Oh, 2008, we, we, we knew it was just as important as to teach the people as to entertain the people. So, that's part of Facebook as well. We have entertaining and we have educational content on the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page. So everyone make sure you check that out. And I also want to remind people, um, we'll, we'll get uh, email inquiries. You know, what's the phone number for Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions or something like that? Those numbers and contact, that contact information for the people you and I talk about it on a regular basis are, what, 90% of them on the, the website, InsideOutsideGuys.com? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So if you have access to the internet, you can find any of those numbers. And once in a while, we'll refer a company that isn't on the website. So yeah, send us an email and we'll get you. Once in a while. <laughs> Chuck, oh, I, I would say often. between 40. <laughs> yeah, I would say between 40 and 50 of the people you and I refer are not team partners, the inside outside guys, but they are companies you and I know about, you know, in the, the eight years of combined housing experience you and I have, we have met thousands of companies. And if we're going to, if we're going to refer one, that means we trust them bottom line. Yeah. Because we know how much our listeners trust means to them. When it comes I to you, and I. you know, go ahead. 888-654-GUYS. We're going to talk to Steve in Detroit who has a very common problem this time of year, a backdraft in his chimney. You know, we were talking about outdoor lighting, outdoor accent lights, Christmas lights everybody's putting up. But a lot of those old houses need upgrades in their wiring system. 
you're going to have that done, have it done professionally by a yeah. company like Bratcher Electric. Good morning. Welcome back to the Inside Outside Guys. Laughing and learning 24-7 at theinsideoutsideguys.com, the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. Chuck, a lot of people love their fireplaces. But Jeremiah, I do. Jeremiah Campbell from Brickworks had a great point. He says, isn't it crazy that we actually light a fire in our homes? And for so many years, the fireplaces that were built were a masonry fireplace, all masonry. Now they're not. <laughs> but it's very interesting because a lot of those masonry fireplaces can actually hurt the house and hurt the efficiency of the home when they're not when they're not being used and sometimes yeah. when they are being used. Right now we have Steve from Detroit on the line who has a backdraft problem with his chimney. Good morning, Steve. You're on with the guys. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Good, sir. Good, sir. Tell us about your chimney. What's going on? Uh, our house was built in 1927, and there's four fireplaces in them or in it. Um, the the set of fireplaces that I'm having trouble with, one is in the game room and directly above in the basement. Directly above that room is our library. And if I light a fire in the basement and do not have a fire in the library, the smoke goes up from the basement, comes down into the library, and then smokes out the, the first floor. If I have a fire in the library and not in the basement, smoke comes up, goes down, smokes out the basement, and then eventually makes its way back up to the first floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you live, I mean, four, four fireplaces, do you live in the Boston Edison district? Whereabouts do you, do you stay in Detroit? Palmer Woods. Oh, beautiful area. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful area. Beautiful homes. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, basically what you need to do is call someone like Brickworks Property Restoration and they need to come in and line that chimney. Um, you're just getting backdrafts. Uh, those flues, bottom, or the, the fire boxes all connect into one fireplace, one flue, and you're getting no, backdraft. There's, there's separate flues for each of the four fireplaces. Oh, there. But didn't you say a couple were right on top of each other? Well, when I say right on top of each other, one is in the one fireplace. The one I'm having trouble with, one fireplace is in the basement, and then on the first floor, directly above, is the library. So. They're, they're both serviced by one chimney, but there's right. two flues. Right. Each fireplace has its own flue in a common Correct. chimney. Yeah. And also, you know, these older homes, there's a little metal, like, uh, platform that can push down. And, and, you know, back when people had maids and butlers in the house, um, you would shovel or push all of the ash down. And then there's a clean out down in the basement. Yep. Sure. Sure. So what's what's happening? Uh, but I got that backdraft that, that. Go ahead, Chuck. I was just going to say uh, that backdraft is caused by uh, the need for combustion air in the firebox, and it's it, the easiest place for that combustion air to come in is through another flue in one of your multiple chimneys uh, throughout the house. So one of the things that you need to do, uh, you know, Ken will tell you that those those uh, 
things that D- shut dampers. Up. The dampers will warp over time. A lot of them are cheap steel, cheap cast, and they will let air in even when you think they're closed. But if you can provide combustion air strategically, if you have a forced air heating system in the house, uh, that might eliminate that problem in combustion with some, uh, I don't know, would you do a a cap, a uh, lid on top of the uh you're talking about a top mount, chimneys, a top mount damper. Yeah. Okay. And a long, a long time ago, we bought the house 14 years ago. It was uninhabitable when we purchased it. Uh, we've done a restoration. I did try to get somebody to come out, and they said the chimney's too tall. It's about 50 to 55 feet tall. I bet. <laughs> Amazing, amazingly enough. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely talk to Brickworks because they could put the top mount dampers in, inside there so when you're opening up a certain firebox and starting to fire, you keep the other ones closed and you open just that one. Um, and I know they have the equipment, the scaffolding to go up there and unfortunately that's going to be the most expensive part of this job is getting up to that point. Yeah, so, yeah. Many, so many beautiful houses with those big beautiful chimneys and uh, they're exposed to the weather more than anything else on your house and boy they're not easy to easy to fix. What type of uh, heating system do you have in the house, uh, Steve? Um, it's a combination. When we bought the house, the heating system the heating system was completely destroyed. It used to be a gravity-fed hot water. Uh, that was completely destroyed. The house hadn't been heated for three years after foreclosure. Uh, so we have a high-efficiency boiler basement and the first floor. And then we have four, two forced air units on the second to cover the second and third floors. So, oh. and and then we also added AC. So, if you got forced air, that means you've got some duct work, right? Yes, all the duct work is on the third floor. Oh, um, it might be worth your while to talk to somebody like a CNC. Uh, heating and air conditioning or Sharon's heating and air conditioning and have them strategically place some makeup air scuttle throughout. Yeah. In in various places, maybe a couple different places in the house. And generally that's just a barometric damper, you know, with a, with a weather hood on the outside of the house and an insulated pipe coming into the house. But when your house is trying to suck combustion air for those fireplaces, it'll suck it through makeup air supplies rather than other fireplaces and other flues in the house. All right. Out of curiosity, um, we have the same situation with the two fireplaces in the living room and directly above is the master bedroom. There you go. Yeah. But that's the, floor and second floor and we have no trouble with smoke that way that one so it 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 seems to be that maybe because the basement is so deep that it's creating atmospheric pressure there so oh yeah brickworks brickworks property restoration but steve we'll we'll continue to talk about this subject when we get back from break okay we appreciate your call sir foundations do you have a secure foundation Take a look for step cracks. Take a look for doors not opening right, uh, windows not closing correctly. If you have a foundation issue or a wet basement, oh, or a sump pump issue, sorry, 
Foundation Systems of Michigan, if your parents or your family members have ever had an issue with sump pumps, check out the Triple Safe Sump Pump System from Foundation Systems of Michigan. That's right. You got the inside outside, guys, for the next hour right here at your fingertips, 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. And during the week at the insideoutsideguys.com, if you need a housing professional, Anything on your house, shame on you if you do not go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com for housing professionals you can trust. Yeah, we mentioned yesterday um, how important it is to be proactive on the front end of transactions and how we're getting emails from people that are halfway through a project that's taken 18 months, you know, and, and they've given a bunch of cash to a contractor and they don't have a good written contract explaining what and how and why and when. And man, if you're going to get involved in that stuff, talk to us first. In this, here's a trivia question, Chuck, because I'm pretty sure you're going to know the answer. Okay, wait in a minute, the, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to put my thinking cap on. Okay, go ahead. In the state of Michigan, it yeah. is illegal if you are doing, doing a job for over what amount to not have a contract? They've changed that or have they not? It was always not changed. Bucks. It was always How much? $600. No, for a contract I'm talking about. If you have a contract, it's 25 bucks. Any job done in the state of Michigan over $25 is a law that you have to have a contract. Okay. I just read it the other day. Now, what you're thinking of is the $600 um, to be licensed. Yeah. You have to be licensed to do it. You have to be licensed to do any job over six hundred dollars to pull a permanent state in the state of Michigan, supposedly. And it different jurisdictions yeah. have different uh, opinions or um, way they they handle that. So, but Steve, you and I were going to talk about this anyway. Steve and he tried a minute ago, called about the backdraft, and you know we talked earlier about how important it is that chimneys are safe because in six days Santa's going to be coming and he needs a safe chimney to go down, right? He does. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are probably listening and wondering, you know, what causes a backdraft? Why does a house even get it? Well, if Santa got stuck in there, that would cause a backdraft. So make sure <laughs> make sure it's nice and clean for Santa to be able to come down, okay? It's just the right thing to do, okay? Get your chimney clean before Christmas. Does brickwork clean chimneys? No, they, brickwork will um, they'll line chimneys. And that's very important because they don't do the chimney cleaning. They don't do the chimney cleaning. No, it, it is amazing, Chuck, how inexpensive people can get chimney cleaning done. And the right guys can come in. They can do 10 chimneys a day, and an average price probably around $400 for most chimneys. And they do it from the inside for the most part. Do they all look like Dick Van Dyke? No, that would be in England in the turn of the century, Chuck. Oh, I'm sorry. Not not today. I know you probably remember those times, but Jim Chimney, Jim Chimney, Jim Chimney. <laughs> but chimney. Brickworks does line the chimney because you and I speak a lot about those chimney flues. The the, the clay yeah. tile people see sticking on top of those chimney flues is actually only two foot long sections, and almost every chimney out there has voids between those flue tiles. And, and it's a liner that goes all the way down to the top of the fire. They box. just stacked on top of each other. You're yeah. right, and. There's not a chimney out there I, I really believe that couldn't use the lining the way that um, Brickworks does it. It's a cement slurry, fireproof cement slurry that they line that chimney up, and that makes it so much safer. Now, yeah. as far as backdrafts go, Chuck, one of the unintended consequences we've had in the building industry by tightening all of our houses 
is it has created backdrafting. We'll hear a lot of people, I just got new windows, new windows and doors, and now every time I start a fire, I get smoke back in my house and I get a backdraft. Yep. And that's because for years before that, every time they started a fire, that fire was being fed off all those little leaks through those windows and doors and the oxygen in the house. Yep, the and combustion now air for the fire. There you go. And now that they've sealed that, um, homeowners have to find another way to get combustion air. And, and you heard Chuck talk to Steve a minute ago and mentioned the bariatric uh, damper. And a lot of people um, call that a scuttle, for lack of a better word. And Chuck and I were talking over break. And what that does is you want to put it in your return air. So when that fireplace is looking for air, when it wants to build the fire and get bigger, it's looking for air, it takes it. It's able to take it right out of your out of your home when it's called for. Right, Chuck? Yeah, and he did not have a forced air system, so he didn't have ductwork throughout the three floors of his house. Right. And and then what we do in a situation like that, we go right down into the basement or the crawl space, and we, we put one of those barometric dampers with a weather hood on the outside of the house, and we cut through the floor frame, the rim joist, if you will, and then we bring an insulated pipe down to within about 12 inches of the floor of the crawl or the basement. And when you start that fire, it's like sucking through a straw. You know, your house is doing that, and it can easily draw air in through those uh, fresh air supplies. We've had builders, Ken. You've heard this over the years go, well, why would you seal that house all up and then deliberately put holes in it, you know, to bring more air in? Why, why not just leave it the way it was and let it suck that air in through the windows and the gaps and the cracks in the walls? <laughs> We've had builders say yeah. that to us. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's like, geez, if you bring it in randomly through gaps and cracks, you're bringing in, you don't know what you're bringing in, but you may be bringing in moist air and the moisture may stop halfway through the wall, even though the air continues in. Now you've, got, you've deliberately brought moisture into your wall cavities where mold can grow and rot can occur. It's like you don't want to do that. <laughs> it's crazy. You're, you're absolutely right. So if it, when it's struggling for the air, and this is what's happening with Steve, one, one fire is struggling for air and it's pulling or it's pulling the smoke in through the other flue because it's struggling for makeup air. And if he puts a scuttle in, I don't know if he can. He said he had some ductwork upstairs, but probably not return duct, return air ductwork. What do you well, think? he might have had a whole system on the third floor, but that's not going to help the basement or the first floor or the second floor. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And there are so top of the mountain dampers, and he would have to open strategically open those um, when he has the fires. And then you were talking something about maybe maybe put something directly. Is is there something you know of Chuck? They can put it directly into the firebox. I mean, old school. I told you what I've heard of years ago. Someone literally taking a, a threaded pipe, feeding that threaded pipe through to the firebox. And on the one end, there's a cap. On the outside end, there's a cap. And when they want to start a fire, they take the cap off, and it helps feed it from the outside. Yeah. Not, not exactly code, but it's what people have done. They get the makeup air. Yeah, and we used to do something like that where we were building a masonry chimney, a standard fireplace, put glass doors on the front of it, and then makeup air into the firebox. And we can talk more about that if we get a chance. But the phone lines are open for people to call. Yeah, we get back from break. We'll give a couple numbers out to some chimney cleaning companies that we're getting requests for. In the meantime, Chuck, come on, husband. How long has it been? How long has your wife been complaining about that new bathroom she wants, that new kitchen she wants? We have a 
great company you can check out over on um, Van Dyke between 16 and 17, right, Chuck? Yeah. Hopke Remodeling and Design. And, man, are we happy to be with you with a reminder that next week is Christmas already. So if you haven't got Mom and Dad a gift, here's a good one. How about- chimney cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, a professional chimney cleaning. Right. I mean, there are fly-by-nights out there. You and I were talking off-air about some of the people that will come in with a shop vac and a 10-foot brush and, and say they clean your chimney, but they really don't know what they're doing, and they could actually cause some damage. Oh, goodness, yes. Those clay tiles are, are fragile to begin with, let alone after, uh, what was that, 1920s? Oh after 100 God. years of uh, the heat and cool over the years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the acids that are in the combustion air that goes up those chimneys, and like you said, that, that one was so tall that unless he had a hot fire sustained for several hours, he probably wasn't even getting good exhaust, and, and, and that acid works on those clay tiles, dissolves them. You're absolutely right. We get this email a lot this time of year. People are worried about their fireplace. They want to make sure that they are safe to burn a fire in. Um, one thing Brickworks Property Restoration can do as well is put a camera down those chimneys and take a look at those. You know, They'll, they'll literally... Go in there and show you what the inside of your flues look like. So if you need that fire, that chimney work, make sure you contact Brickworks Property Property Restoration. Now, one thing we think is inf- important, Chuck, when we're ta- when we're talking okay. about uh, makeup air, we had a, a listener email us years ago and said how important it was if you if you put one of those scuttles in, that you put it at the opposite end where the makeup air is at. And I just thought that made so much sense because you don't want to pull that cold, cold air in, you know, minus zero degree air in in the middle of the winter and make it hit your furnace right away. Give it some no, time. You want it to blend yeah, with the return go. air in the return air duct work, uh, arguably the main plenum. Um, and your house will naturally suck that air in when it needs it. And yeah. that's a safe, if you will, benign place to bring makeup air into the house and the other one that we mentioned where you bring it in within 12 inches of a basement floor right um, you may do that in two or three places in a house depending on you know how big the house is how it's laid out you know what the shape of the house is and it's a good thing so because again we get builders uh, you don't want to do that that's that's cold air you're bringing into the house well yeah you're doing it deliberately and in a controlled fashion <laughs> strategically yeah. Strate- yeah. What a concept. What a concept. Time to deploy a little strategy. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy when we used to get into some of these classes, you know, and they were all professionals. They were people that were making their living in the industry. And you'd get questions that backed you up because you realized that, that some practitioners did not have a sense of the science involved in building a house and and it scares you on behalf of the clients that they're working for you're going oh my gosh you shouldn't be out there doing this (laughs) i agree hey phone lines are open we'll take your phone calls 888-654-GUYS which equals 888-654-4897 chuck another thing people need to realize this time of year how important that air is when you when you have a backdraft even if it's a little backdraft that is polluting the heck out of your house. Do not put up with a backdraft at all. Any backdraft is definitely fixable. We used to have, Chuck, 
it only happened when all the leaves were off the trees. Only happened with certain wind. We'd always have uh, we'd get the, the fire going, and right when we started it, we'd get that backdraft. Yeah. Didn't take me long to figure out what's go- what going on. We didn't have uh, the right size height um, chimney, and I, I fixed that. But please, everyone, do that smoke is just flat out not good for you. So if you do have a backdraft and your house is probably tighter than it ever has been, make sure you find a way to get that out quicker. Um, when I was a kid, we used to have that damper, and the fireplace was in the basement, and we would have to take a piece of paper, burn it, shove it up into the flue, and prime that fireplace to get that smoke out out of there and then once the fireplace got hotter it automatically went out and some people still have to do that whatever you have to do to keep that smoke out of your house the better yeah you try to it's funny you say that you prime the flu i mean you figure that's a cold flu cold air and we want hot air to rise and exhaust from the top of the chimney and we used to do the same thing. We'd 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 build the the fire, if you will, the logs, you know, and and, and the kindling in the firebox, and then use newspapers on top of that again to get a really hot draw going really fast up that chimney to prime it. Yeah, yeah, Good I place. love it. Good stuff. I love it. I love fireplaces still. Oh, you know, like I said, I grew up with one. And I love the smell of a wood-burning fireplace. I, I, I absolutely love it. But if you've got a wood-burning fireplace, you know, you're actually starting a fire inside of your house. you got to make sure it's <laughs> safe. And, you know, another, you know, make sure you know where that uh, fire extinguisher is. Make sure you know maybe, a, you know, where water water is handy. Make sure you burn the proper wood. You know, we, we always have a show on that too, Chuck, as well. Make sure that wood you're burning has been seasoned at least a couple of years. Make sure you don't burn pine. One thing a lot of people do not know is you can call the DNR. You can buy a permit for the DNR for $25, and you can take a pickup truck and a trailer, and you can drive up any state land here in the state of Michigan. And I believe it's within 100 or 200 feet of of the road, and people check this out. Don't take my word for it. You can harvest any fallen wood out there. And when I drive, because I live out in the country, and there's a lot of state land around me, and I like to hike, I am amazed how much wood is out there that people are not out there grabbing. There's so much good hard wood available for people out there. You are so right. When we come back, we're going to, have to take a break in a minute. But when we come back, we'll go we'll go right to the phones. We've got some people on the line there. You mentioned fire extinguishers. You should have at least one in the house for every floor of the house and one in the garage. And you can buy the Kidda K I D D E fire extinguishers uh multi-purpose extinguishers for 25 bucks a piece so let's say you had a three-story house and a garage you know you're buying four of them a hundred bucks and it's so good to have them and to make sure people know where they are yeah we're gonna have to get our friend um mr Svoboda on fire marshal and talk about this kind of stuff because this time of year we always have him on because you don't want the holiday season to be a, a, a bad reminder for you every year because you made a mistake. You know, this is the time of year. Oh. Where make sure your fireplace is working properly. Make sure your your uh, smoke detectors are working properly. Make sure you have carbon monoxide detectors that are working properly. Make sure you have, like Chuck said, a fire extinguisher on every floor, and everyone knows where these are. And when, when we have Kyle Svoboda on, he does such a great job of explaining to people how to keep you safe like you said, Chuck, we get back from break. We're going to take a call from Richard, and we're going to take a call from 
Ron from Ohio when we get back from break, right? Yeah, and Richard's a former chimney sweep, so we're looking forward to uh, his comments. But we want to remind you also, your warm house can be a source of homesteading for pests and rodents. And we are getting the emails. People are starting to see mice, even chipmunks in their house because maybe it's cold outside and they want to come inside. If you have a mouse in the house and you don't have a cat in the house, you want to call Rove Pest Control. Good morning. Welcome back to the Inside Outside Guys. Happy to be here for you every weekend morning and during the week at the InsideOutsideGuys.com, the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. We've been on the subject of making your chimney safe for Santa to come down in, what, a week? A week from today. So um, we're talking about all the ways we can make your chimney safer and more efficient in your house. And right now we have a uh, Richard is on the line who used to be a chimney sweep and wants to add to the conversation. Welcome to the show, Richard. Well, okay, I'm driving right now, but uh, one suggestion for people that only use their, or want to use it right now, I guess, when they're having the back back draft, you just crack a window in that particular room, and normally that will let it go. But the other thing, as far as the older homes, with a basement and the, you know, fireplace in the basement, sometimes, and and an exposed chimney, not up through the middle of the house, it's just impossible when it's cold to get it going, even with the newspaper squatted up and try to get it draw. A lot of times it just won't happen. <laughs> yeah, that, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've, heard, we've heard that. To, Go ahead, Richard. I'm going to say the main thing is to get it checked and, you know, be safe. Thank, yeah, we you know thank you for that because I think the average out there, Chuck, is between fifteen to seventeen thousand chimney fires a year. And Richard's right; the main thing is to get it safe. And yeah, you know, Chuck, we did neglect to say that some people who have this issue can crack a window, and then usually once that fire gets hot, they can shut that window. But that is a temporary fix to a permanent problem. It is, and right. if you're sitting by the window. <laughs> it could be brutal. But no, we've done that for years and it's a great reminder. Appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate the call. Let's uh let's talk to Ron in Ohio. Good morning, Ron. You're on with the guys. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, sir. How can we help you? Hey, I'm uh at the finish end of building a new house. I've got my final inspections actually tomorrow and my electrician came in and had to hook up one of the exhaust fans in the bathroom running 24-7, and he couldn't give me a very good explanation as to why other than the fact that it's code here. Can you expound on that? Nope. <laughs> that make, I mean, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No. That, so, so you're going to have a fan running in your house constantly? That, that's what they said, and it's funny because we moved into an apartment um, before during this building process, and one of the fans in the apartment was running 24-7, and it was so annoying, I got up and uh, got a ladder, and I unhooked the wire from the fan up there because it wasn't switched. <laughs> and so, you know, down here, for some reason, they want this fan running 24-7, and it seems to me like it's it's crazy because, you know, it's vented out my soffit, so now I'm dumping heat all day, all night long yeah. outside. That, that, that's got to be a local so, jurisdictional code. I mean, that 
I would check yeah, on Lucas that. County, Lucas County, Ohio, in the Toledo area. I would check on it. There's a couple things in play there because if you're exhausting air 24-7, that means your house needs makeup air 24-7. And where is that coming from? you got to have a waste of energy. Oh, sure. Well, it's it's a tremendous waste of energy. Plus, um, uh, an energy recovery ventilator, an ERV, is the way if you ha- if you are mandated to be exhausting stale air from the house twenty four seven, it should be with a heat recovery or energy recovery ventilator system where you're not. I mean, think of it: you're heating that air in the house that they're telling you you're going to exhaust. You're paying to heat the air, and they're telling you you've got exhausted. I mean that that's yeah, I'm exhausting it right now. While uh, the, I have my my final inspections tomorrow morning and. He, he didn't wire it that way originally, but he had to come in and wire that. And I said, why are you doing that? And he said, well, that's code. And he couldn't, like I say, he could not give me a good explanation. And there should still be a shutoff for it because if you had to rewire it or you had to replace the fan, you still want to easily be able to, just like a furnace, disconnect power to it. And that's funny because if that yeah, is the situation, Chuck and, I, Chuck and I are going to give you the exact opposite um, advice we give normal normally. Get the slowest fan you can. You know, <laughs> don't put the two hundred. Don't put the two hundred uh, cfm in there. Get a fifty cfm and leave it at that's the case. Get a five cfm. Yeah, there you, you go. Know, it's the fan that the electrician provided, so it's not even a quiet fan. You know, it's very annoying, and you know, I, who had ever thought it's going to run all the time now. I'm probably going to have to get up there and do the same thing I did in the apartment, you know, disable it or, or wire it to the switch because there is a switch there for it. It's crazy. That is yeah. crazy, and we can't advise you to violate code, certainly, but I know what I'd do if it was right. my house. But you know what, Ken? We need to look into that regarding Ohio. That's just a crazy – that might be the cheapest way that the electrician knows to comply with a code that forces, you know, air changes in the house – forced air changes uh using a fan like that but but that's it, it just crazy. doesn't sound right it just no, it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't sound it right so we would suggest I'm, ron we'd suggest you call your the, the local building building is, department yeah i'm in the i live in a different county right now where the apartment is so and that's the code there because every apartment in the complex is the same way i've talked to my neighbors and so i don't know if it must be a state of ohio thing that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that it's a state thing, but it's yeah. it does not make sense if if makeup air isn't supplied and if they're not recovering the energy that you're wasting, you know, by exhausting conditioned air. That's crazy, actually. And running and it, a fan. No, yeah, it's actually contrary to the energy codes, which Ken and I only like a little bit of it to begin with. I don't like any of it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it wasn't a chimney question, but I thought it was an unusual situation, so I thought I'd ask you guys. So I- we're going to look into it. It makes yeah. no sense. All right. Based based on what you're telling us, thank you. So uh, maybe much. they just want a, every house to have a warm place for the birds to sit. Well, you better. I was just going to say, I'd, I'd be out there warming my hands, <laughs> and so will the mice and the birds. And, and right. I, I'd right, I'd well, put an extra layer on. Right. You're welcome, Ron. Good luck, buddy. Good luck. Hey, we got time. Let's talk to Tim in Redford. Good morning, Tim. You're on with the guys. Wow. Wow. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, um, my daughter just bought a house in Commerce Township, and it's got a filtration system on it, but the shower stall, the sink, and the tub are stained this big red 
stain in it, and I was wondering if you had a product that could get rid of that. What is, what is a tub, tub made out of? Uh, I've only seen it twice. Uh, I think it's tiled, and there might be tile on the bottom, but I'm not certain. Okay. Well, I mean, the main thing when it comes to those stains, a um, oh gosh, Chuck, what's the name of that product we recommend? Red out. Well, if it's red, red I'm just gonna yeah. say red out or iron out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Iron okay. out. Okay. Iron out is a product you can buy at any Ace Hardware, your local hardware store, and we suggest you buy it in a paint in a powder form. Um, and make sure you wear a mask when you use it and the area is well ventilated and you make it into a paste and you let that paste sit in that area for a few minutes and then you scrub it off. Now, what we suggest first is just do something about the size of a quarter, a really small, really small size first to make sure it doesn't, you know, take any color off or anything like that. But the people we've referred that to in the past, it really helps. What were you going to say, Chuck? I was just going to say you can also buy it in a spray form and depending on the surface, if it's a vertical surface, uh, like the edge of a tub might be, or the edge of a shower, or the shower walls. Um, I've I've used it on everything from fiberglass boats to uh, inside, you know, sinks. cast iron tubs. Yeah, cast iron tubs, uh, good acrylic tubs, and the spray form isn't going to abrade anything, you know. So, just a thought. Yeah, we we refer that for concrete. We refer that for almost anything out there. For yeah, if it's, it's a rust. Iron out is what iron out. Iron out's the best one. Yeah, that's that's iron the main out. brand. Yeah. yeah, and you'll find okay, it all good. over. A lot of times, right. I found you that so you much. might have to. Thank you, Chuck. Go ahead, Go ahead, Chuck. Go ahead, Chuck. I was saying thank you. Go ahead. I was just going to say that um, a lot of times on that bottle, it'll say leave it on for sixty seconds and wash it off. It's like the the siding cleaning products we use, and and I found if you leave that product on for two to three min minutes or twice what they tell you or whatever along the lines of that, that they are more effective. That's been my experience. Yeah, we had a guest years ago, and they uh, they did this kind of stuff. Birds beware, and they said that iron out. If you do it right, it'll take just about anything oh. out of there. Hey, we're going to continue yeah, taking your it. phone calls at 888-654-GUYS. We're going to talk to Greg from Bright when we get back. Chuck, you remember years ago when I had a professional come in and paint my house as a as a gift for my wife as a surprise? What a nice guy you are. You're a good husband, and you were thrilled by it. I was thrilled by it. They did such a wonderful job. McFarland Painting is that company that you should call whether you want new cabinet coatings, absolutely beautiful cabinets, stair rails, you name it. If you want a professional paint job done right and you want to give it as a gift as well, make sure you contact McFarland Painting. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. want to remind you that uh, this is the week to make up your mind about gifts you're going to give important people in your life, and what better gifts to give them than healthier, nicer homes. Huh? I agree with you. I really believe that, you know, that basement floor where you want that custom Michigan State University logo in the middle of the floor, Motor City Floors and Coatings, and we talked yesterday, they can actually shut off radon coming into your house from you're below right. that floor with that coating system. But they will also do a Michigan logo. Oh, they will on your basement as well. Yes, you know the you know the team that's in the in the college football playoffs compared to the team that's not even in a bowl game this year. Oh, that's right. It was a year where everybody was less competitive, and Michigan somehow stumbled that, in there. Yeah, that, that must be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Greg in Brighton. Good morning, Greg. You're on with the guys. Hey, good morning. Uh, appreciate you taking my call. No problem. 
so I'm hoping you guys can uh, can help me analyze the situation. I'm a licensed builder out here, and most of the building I do is in Livingston County. Good. And um, actually, Chuck, I think I think I've been in a few of the builder continuing education program uh, seminars with you and some of the guys from. The, I'm going to call them the the Farmington Hills and uh, Bloomfield oh. Hills apartment guys. Oh, so, yeah, they, Michael and very, Warren and yeah, all Mike those Coleman guys. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I worked for Warren, Warren Rose for several years, too. So oh, well, get us some contact information on an email, Greg. When yeah, we're done, yeah, send will. us an email. So, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. At any rate, I've been a licensed builder since 86, and uh, I just I finished a custom home up on a lake here in Heartland. It's uh, about 3,600-square-foot ranch. Um, it's a second home for them, but we put in a very nice fireplace. So everything is built to the current code, which obviously air changes per hour. You know, the, the code there is, is four, and yep. the house tested at probably 2.6 or 2.7, which is good. Wow. Um, yes, it is good. So anyway, because we do a lot of the energy seal, and, you know, you know, to cut, we always have to beat four, right? But you ask customers if you want to go the extra mile and, you know, a lot of times we we uh, we put the uh, closed cell foam in the bonds and things like that to tighten it up a little bit. Use cellulose in the walls. However, we bought it. He wanted a wood burning fireplace, which which he purchased through one of the larger, you know, local uh, uh, reputable fireplace man um, distributors and installers here in the area, which you probably know. It was a very nice seven thousand dollar wood burning unit, and um, it, we just could never get it to draw. We could. You know, it's a, it's kind of a prairie-style house, so it's got a shallow pitch roof. We obviously were way well above the 210 rule um, originally. Of course, the fireplace manufacturer has all of their makeup air requirements, which were installed properly. Um, of course, the HVAC system, you know, has the barometric damper, the, the makeup air system in it. Um, and, and we just, for whatever, I don't know if it's the volume of air, because it's a big fireplace space. And we could just not get it to draw. And the fireplace company, their number one technician was out a half a dozen times, and we tried all kinds. We extended the chimney. We turned the fan on the furnace, you know, 15 minutes before startup. We made sure we had perfectly dry lumber that had been stored inside and or, or logs. And and uh, finally, we, you know, after a year and a half of this past Thanksgiving or this past, uh, I'm going to say early October, he came and, uh, you know, was in town and, and started a fire and smoked himself out again. And so we ended up giving up and basically ended up buying a $4,000 gas log set that the fireplace company was willing to at least pay half of it. But we could just never get this thing to draw. And the only thing that, you know, is what you guys alluded to earlier was was cutting another, you know, cutting another hole in the bond, a 6 or 8 or 10-inch uh, you know, makeup air with a barometric damper right underneath the fireplace and put a couple of fake floor registers in. Well, the customer didn't really want to do that because he paid all that money to have the house, you know, sealed up. And, and with the even the manufacturer with all of the, all of the makeup air that comes with the fireplace, the dual four-inch makeup airs and everything installed, we still couldn't get it to draw. And we ran out of, you know, we ran out of options. And I, I just don't, I wouldn't even know who to contact they have come over there and analyzed that if we want to try to get this thing to burn logs properly. Does that make sense? It does. It makes all the sense. Yes and no. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but, yeah, it doesn't make sense that with what you guys did that you couldn't get it to draw. Can you email us? We're going to run well, we out even, of time. We even raised the fireplace. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, well, certainly. We even raised the fireplace great 
the man you you know the the company wouldn't do it because the manufacturer wouldn't recommend it. But I had a local welder add six inch gas pipe to the bottom of the grate to get more air <laughs> under the fire. You sure. know what I mean? To raise the yeah. fire inside yeah. the firebox, and that didn't even work. You know. So, anyways, it's crazy. I just. Uh, the guy would invite you out, you know, if you said, hey, we'll come out and check it out in the summertime and you can barbecue and check out his fireplace. Yeah, I would just think, the man, is there some kind of engineer that I can call to come out and analyze this and do some kind of airflow kind of metering well, or something? You know, it sounds like you built a super tight house there and, and send us an email and we're just going to have to think about this. What we used to do in the old old days is we'd raise like if there was a clay chimney, we'd literally go out there and glue a couple of clay, you know, two foot chimney stacks on top of a clay tile to see if that works. It sounds we like did you've that. Done we we all went that. back and added another another. We did. We added another three foot section of chimney. So now we've got this, you know, this yeah. chimney sticking. I mean, it's well above. It's probably it's probably six feet above where it needs to be. Yeah, and so we're going to have that house. backdraft. That can look good, too. Yeah, so. What is the surrounding property? Anyway, is it real hilly? Do you have a lot of trees around the house? Right around the well, house? The only thing, it's lakefront. It's it's lakefront, and it faces the west, so most of the prevailing winds here are out of the west. So yeah. I'm thinking that sometimes maybe just that little bit of of excessive wind is causing that to backdraft. But still, we have that chimney so high that the... You know, it just it's it's just puzzling is all. It's uh, and the guy gave in. He's like, yeah. He goes, I I want to have a fire in the fireplace for you know the family on Thanksgiving and you know so put in a gas log set for me. I guess. What a shame. Well, the one thing I I think is wrong, Chuck, is you call the fireplace store. Remember, in the old days, there's no such thing as a fireplace store. Is a it was a brick mason that built a fireplace and. Uh, those guys are long oh, yeah, gone, and these sure. these stores have taken oh, yeah. these stores have yeah, taken their places. I haven't yeah. put a masonry fireplace in in fifteen years, probably. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's At crazy. Anyway. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, well, no, I'd, I'd love, love to get some more in. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take a look at it, Greg. Uh, send us an email, please, and uh, we'll see where we go from here. We appreciate yes, your call, sir. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks, Greg. Right, thank Thanks, you. Greg. Thank you. Yeah, it's hard to diagnose, and we get a lot of emails like that. It's hard to diagnose when you're not right there in front of it, but, yeah, it's a conundrum. That would drive me crazy, build that big, beautiful house, and I want a wood-burning fireplace, and I can't have it. Exactly. That drives yeah, me crazy. It's like living in California. Hey, everyone, want to let people know Chuck and I will be here Christmas Eve morning for you live, so make sure you tune in next Saturday between 10 and noon. And in the meantime, everyone have a safe safe week. Danielle, Dave, thank you very much for all you do for us. In the meantime, if you need anything for your home, and we do mean anything, go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com and the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook because from the roof to the you know why, Chuck. Because from the, from the roof to the basement, oh, the right. street to the back fence, if you need it, the Inside Outside Guys are here for you today and every day. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.